Ladies and gentlemen, we are here at the Michael Dean Show once again. It's on. Uh, joining me today is Mr. Big Sexy and Saxer. How are you? I'm enjoying the taste of a nice, fresh picked orange off my tree. All right, we can hear all the. <laughs> Man. Damn. Thanks. <laughs> Lip smacking, bucking of the eyes. Oh, wait a minute. I'm sorry. <laughs> Also joining us, Mr. Ant Pooh. Sir, how are you? I'm doing great. I've learned an important lesson that I'm taking into 2019. Stop being indecisive. Oh, okay. I like that. I like that. Uh, man, let's get it. It's in- cost me way too much oh. money this year. Uh-oh. Well, yeah, that, that can make a difference. Let's get into it uh, quickly here. Uh, let's talk about Aquaman. Uh, it's out there in the wind. Uh, I know Ampu has seen it. I've gotten a chance to see it. Um, what's your thoughts, Ampu? My thoughts is good, not great. And I think they were trying to do too much. I guess there's uh, Warner Brothers, uh, well, DC, they're still tracing the ghosts of Marvel. And they put way too much into this. The action is good. The CGI, I would give it a B, maybe a B minus. But overall, I, I enjoyed the story. It's just that it just kept going on and on and on. It was two hours and 10 minutes, and they could have easily have shaved 30 minutes off of this film. I think Jason Momoa, based on what we saw in uh, BVS, no, I'm sorry, Justice League, you know, he... Um, Q, like to say, he was doing his best Thor impersonation, and he was acting just a little bit uh, like a lunkhead. To me, I think that they corrected that. He played it straight and more so himself, and I enjoyed his performance as the character. Um, they had a lot of surprise uh, people in there. I guess I didn't, I wasn't up on who got cast in this role, and I was just shocked at how. Um, um, what's his name? William Defoe, his performance. Uh, he he has some good one-liners. Um, Nicole Kidman, who was kicking ass at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Amanda, is it Amanda Bird? Uh, Heard? Uh, Amber Heard? I'm sorry. I think it's Amber. Heard. Maybe. Amber, Amber Heard? Yes. She was really good. And she, in my opinion, she kind of was still in the spotlight from Jason Momoa a tad bit. Um, Black Manta, he was there essentially, in my opinion, for a comic book fanboy service as, you know, the intro. I don't know if we're going to go into spoilers and go, go dive deep and heavy into the plot was pretty much the setup for him having that one action scene. But it, it he really didn't add that much to the film, which to me, again, was them doing way too much. And they probably should have took one more round of edits on that on the uh, screenplay and cut it down because yeah it was cool to see him but ultimately in my opinion he didn't add anything to this film um ocean master i like with how his character uh what they did with his character he was a badass <laughs> he, he gives me fucks like this is my agenda and i'm gonna do it so you gonna, gonna stop me or we about to wage war on those uh the land folks so i'd give this um I'm, i hate to get into decimals and fractions, but I had to give this a 3.75 out of five. I really enjoyed it. It, If they had trimmed the runtime and tightened up the CGI, another complaint I have with this is that the action scene, it was clearly a lot of CGI. I get that when they were doing a lot of the underwater fight scenes, but to me on land, 
I feel like they could have done practical effects. We see it all the time in the Marvel films, and mm-hmm. you know we should judge. I mean, yeah, it was like some of the you 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 see like the fights with the. Um, like the the fight, particularly the fight with uh, Aquaman's mother. That was CGI. It, it was no, no. Clear. I'm just saying the, the Marvel movies. Are yeah, heavy but, uh, on CGI. Okay. <laughs> you talking yeah, about? Okay, let me let me bring it back. A lot of the hand to hand combat, like the the elevator scene with Captain America, that was practical. I would. What about know, Black think, Panther? Yeah, no, but stop. yeah, that was that was <laughs> shitty as fuck. Yes, <laughs> you know, but the uh, the uh, the South Korea in the uh, in that. Uh, that casino type thing that was practical, mm, but I'm just yeah. saying like that scene just was to me. I feel like I don't understand why did that have to be CGI? They couldn't have got practical effect. They couldn't have got a stunt person. And to me, it took away from a really. It looked good, but it was spotty. Where I was just like, you should just did practical effects instead of CGI for that scene. All right, but that actually was dope. It was dope, and I just wish they had not did that extended look. Because the uh, the the one where the uh, oh, Aquaman right, right, right. was running, it was there was really nothing else to that. And so we saw everything. I was just like, "Damn, you know, okay." So we we saw the whole thing, basically. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I give. I think this was a good uh, next step since uh, I, I'm gonna go past Justice League because I'm seeing that on HBO and I'm just like, "Yeah, this really isn't that good of a film." <laughs> So this is a good solo DCU outing. All right. Um, I, I would say this. Uh, I, I like the movie. I have to see it again. And I say that because that when I did see it, the theater screen was not the best. It wasn't as bright. And so, and I can tell by looking at the commercials or the thr- trailer, this thing's got colors jumping out at you and different colors and the underwater stuff. And it was all sort of washed out when I saw it. But aside from that, uh, I thought this was a cool movie. I'm not as gun ho about it as some other people are, but I know a lot. Like to me, it was almost like a like Wonder Woman in, instance. I thought Wonder Woman just all right to me, but a lot of people love that movie. But I just thought it was okay. I'm maybe the odd person. Like you can give me Batman v Superman elements of it all day. I can watch that elements of justice league i still watch to this day the movie is trash keep it 1000 <laughs> but it looks phenomenal there are bar- parts in there that i watch over and over this movie i thought though for dc through the whole thing it goes in a direction and i was like you know what it is overloaded but they did a great job on the visual aspects of this i thought that this was a great adventure movie uh one excuse me aquaman i thought was cool you know, Jason Momoa is playing Jason Momoa. I'm fine with that. He it, it made it lively. It was a fun movie. I actually equate a lot of this movie that uh, of the Star Wars prequels in the sense that it just goes balls out with the visuals. You know, I was waiting for Jar Jar Binks to come swimming up when they went to the underwater thing. I was like, this reminds me of some some shit that Lucas was just like, you know, again, the art direction in this movie and just the the, the guts to go there. I thought they nailed it. You know, it was it's a comic book movie for real. Like when you have an octopus playing the drums, I was like, I laughed. I was, I was like, you know, what? this movie don't give a fuck, man. They having fun. And I could see how people will just look at this and be like, you know what? I had a great time. And it was a fun movie. You know, Aquaman, he, he, there was parts when they're in peril and he's like laughing like, this, <laughs> this is great. 
and that's why I was like, you know what? This is a cool movie. Like, I would have never thought Aquaman would be cool. Like, it's not a character I was really into. It looked badass, you know, when he puts on the real Aquaman thing that I sort of that I'm familiar with, and he poses and everything. I said, man, that's, yep. that's badass visuals. I mean, it's right there. Dude is yoked out. You know, I know the ladies is going nuts over old boy. That's all I hear about. I'm going to see that. They ain't seen that nah superhero movie. I'm going to see some Jason. I was like, I ain't mad at you. Do you? So I get it. Like, I thought they did a great job. I know that this movie can only get better. Like, I can imagine if they keep the same people, the next one's probably going to be bananas. Uh, but I but I tip my hat to is it James Wan, the guy who directed it. Mm-hmm, he, yes. he, he did his thing. I, again, I was not expecting it to be visually stunning like that. I thought it was a visually stunning movie. I, that's why I want to see it again so I could really appreciate all the shit that they throw in there. Could they have edited it down? Absolutely. I kind of was falling asleep a little bit during the middle. Uh, last thing I'll say is the uh, the brother, what was his name? Uh, the villain? The Black Manta? Black Manta. Listen. Or, or, wait, Black Manta or the No, the Black, Black Manta. Black Manta. Yeah. That dude was dope. That's yes. the only thing I would say. They should have had him had been the main villain. When he first comes on the scene and he's with his dad, that, it's that one brother you see him in so many different movies. Michael Beach. <laughs> Michael Beach. <laughs> I was like, I was like, oh, wait a minute, he's Black Manta. Yeah, I, I said, you know what? I want to see this movie because that's the one thing about this movie. It felt like it was pieces from other things. Like it was, I was getting half a story for for them or something. And again, Warner Brothers, they always they're they're editing on their movies be mad goofy, except for. Man of Steel, all their superhero movies, or maybe Wonder Woman, you can tell like they just patched them together. I, I got a little bit of this from that because I just felt like his story was dope to me. I can understand why. he's got to avenge his dad. Aquaman had a flippant attitude. I was like, oh, you're going to leave the black man? Is this going to drown, huh? I was like, ah, ah. I was like, okay. But, <laughs> but, sorry, I, okay, but, but I dug that dude that played Black Mantis, I think it was the brother from the Get Out, right? The, the pimp dude. He was that. That was that dude. I think he has that charisma and that look that would just scream. He would be a great villain on the screen. He should not have really been in this movie if they wasn't going to really show him properly. But I thought that he was dope. I thought he looked dope. That whole fight sequence with him, and you're right, they did sort of spoil or ruin that by putting that in that thing. But I thought that was filthy, though. I mean, it's just action you know you know i was like ah this is this is dope man and i wanted to see more of that so hopefully in the sequel they can just let my man go ham with that character because they can tell he would be dope but you know it was a cool movie i i give it up uh it was all right i, I would i would yeah. see it again it's not better than uh spider-man's diverse but in terms of the other dc movies uh it was better than wonder woman to me it was better than Suicide Squad. Well, that's not saying anything. Well, I mean, that's no. their movies, but I'm just saying it was better than those. Um, is it better than <laughs> Justice League, Man of Steel, and Batman v Superman? Uh, again, I there's parts of those movies that I still watch to this day. So elements of those movies are dope, but I, at the end of the day, I'm going to tip my hat to Zach because Zach casted mostly everybody in this movie, the main people, and I think he nailed the casting. 
Uh, and that's why he's, you know, to me, he's a visual superstar on what he does visually. And they look great in this movie. So that's my take on it. I went on record already saying that Aquaman is what Thor one and two should have been. I could see Thor, that. I could see that. This this movie, I'm like, yeah, you guys should have went with James Wan. I don't know who wrote the script, and absolutely uh, Zack Snyder for the casting or whoever did that because I think they nailed Atlantis and uh, the the I guess the spectacle, everything that goes on, along with that. Um, my other thing was like, yeah, you did uh, refresh my memory <laughs> at the beginning when uh, Aquaman left. Oh, sorry, spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. Aquaman did what he did to the the uh, <laughs> Manta. He's like, you just gonna leave us there? He's like, shit, you was killing people, yeah. and I was like, <laughs> I was like, well, damn, he got you there. <laughs> like, but I was like, what kind of superhero so- is that, motherfucker? Like, damn. Yeah, <laughs> Like, he's like nah he's like hey, I ain't gonna kill you but you but see yourself, homie. but see that's the thing that was the one part that I thought again I thought I was like oh they're gonna go with sort of he's a dark character because you build up that he has a relationship with his dad and at the end of the day that's that dude's dad man he's gonna die if you don't at least just lift the freaking thing it's not gonna hurt you to to lift it I just thought that was real cold blooded that he was like well, yeah. he basically was saying hold your own nuts you know I'm out you know I was like damn okay and that's why I was like you know I'm glad he's his dad's gonna die homie's gonna be pissed over this rightfully so you know I, I mean I get it but it was like dude you was in the middle of doing the dirt you, y'all were trying to right. kill him I'm not mad at that but I'm just saying I thought he was you know these are superheroes they're supposed to be like man come on I ain't gonna let you die out here I mean god damn get up you know, hey, hey. <laughs> I just thought it was cold blooded because it, it wasn't gonna stop. It wasn't gonna stall him out nothing. And at the end of the day, true, I was like, true. he ain't. They ain't no threat to this dude. That's the only thing I couldn't really understand his powers. He just could do anything. I was like, how are they even fighting him? Because he's on some. This niggas lifting submarines out the water. How are they gonna be a threat to him? That's why I was like, oh, he's just gonna beat that ass quick. <laughs> what they gonna do? <laughs> but you know, it was you know it was. It was cool. Again, I I I thought I I just I love the look of the movie and the environments. You know, the dad and by the lighthouse and the, that. I don't know how his dad and them survived with this big ass tidal wave. <laughs> I was like, this shit is crazy, but it was cool. It was cool. Yeah, I I, I think. It's already done 28 million since Friday in US and our 350 million worldwide. So yeah, it's at 360, 364 now. They, they, oh, they, so they're killing it. They, they'd already killed it. They ain't, yeah. I mean, I think if we get to 500, this would be cool. That'd be a cool spot for them. Oh, yeah. They'd, yeah, they'll be there quickly. But yeah, I mean, yeah. it's another, uh, in terms of them, it's a hit. You know, it's a hit. They, they're making their money. So I can make it better. And the thing is, is, and I've said this before, why I'm not a big fan of Disney taking over Fox is because you need, in my opinion, I want different people telling these comic book stories. And as much as we were clowning DC and DC has earned some L's, you know, we want them to be successful because I think all of us are comic book fanboys. And the last thing we want is this, this whole thing to crash. Because we're not going to get no more. We know how Hollywood and the, the industry are. Well, I mean, there hasn't been too many of late bomb comic book movies from anybody. Yeah. I mean, right. 
the ones we think of bomb are some of the big, what was it venom, right? <laughs> you leave it up to the fans. You leave it to the fans. That'll be the worst one. They they laughing at money. <laughs> they like, please, man. We got this. so. I mean, there ain't been too many bombs of late. Not since Green Lantern. Yeah, most you of know, them are all you know. success. Even the ones you, the, the Suicide Squads and all the. All the movies made money. Well, yeah. they may not be good, but they made money, but it didn't make the billion dollar money. Well, most have. movies don't make a billion dollars. That's 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 facts. I mean, but facts. Yeah, most movies. Do not. If it was good, it should have made a billion. Uh, it's possible, but again, it didn't lose them no money. They made money. They they sat on a, they got an Academy Award right for that movie. They oh, that was a success God. for them. I mean, I can say they making another one, right? So it can only get better, but I'm just saying there's been no bombs, even the ones we think are bad. It, I would be curious to see, when you brought up Fox, what they do with this X-Men movie, because apparently that didn't test well, and they got to figure that out. But even though, even the, what was it, the last X-Men, I don't think it bombed at the box office. It may have might have clowned that movie, but I don't think it was a, a bomb. So, I mean, there's... This superhero thing is far from any risk, in my opinion. I mean, damn, they're at that the last. X, oh, go ahead. That last X Men did five hundred and forty-three million worldwide. That's okay. Yeah. One fifty-five domestically. So all of that, most of that was foreign. But yeah. damn, still profit. Yeah. It didn't. It didn't deserve <clears throat> that. I'm sorry. It doesn't deserve that box office. That was trash. Yeah. Well, you know, and that's the thing. I think well, us as an American audience really got to peep game on is our opinion and our box office. That ain't it. <laughs> that ain't what they're going by, apparently, because they released this overseas weeks before it came out here. Look at how much they made. Look at Venom. Look at what you just said, X-Men. Uh, that, that's where the money is. That, that's probably where they're really targeting these movies to, where they're going to get their bread, not where they care about people's opinions. Yep. So, I mean, it is what it is. So, you know man. Go ahead and give the classic Billy line. Yeah, that's a business. Apparently, apparently, this is a business. <laughs> what do we know, right? So, I mean, hey, but it's, it, I, I'm glad because things like Spider-Man are successful. And I'm hearing so many people talk. My mom even went to go see that movie. Like, I was like, huh? She's like, yeah, I like that. And people that I know don't normally see these type of movies, they're going, talking about this. And I think that's the next, that's dope. So now we can have CG animated high quality superhero movies now cool let's do that you know maybe we can put in some characters and things that you wouldn't do in the movies or you would be scared it would look funny styles like to me go ahead and make an X-Men movie like that so you can have the real Wolverine and all them characters looking just like they look in the books you ain't got to worry about it looking funny on the screen well the thing is uh, Spider-Man's only done 73 million worldwide so far, I I think probably maybe you know Christmas week maybe they'll pick up afterwards, but we gotta take a, it's seventy three million right now. Are you saying it's bombing? It's not bombing. I'm not saying it's bombing, but worldwide it's only seventy three million. What I'd it, like to have. What is it doing million. here? What's the number here? Uh, fifty two million domestic, twenty million foreign. Yeah. I don't know if it's open in all the markets, and the budget was ninety million. Ooh. Oh no, they're they're gonna be good on that, man. They're gonna be good on that. Kids yeah. is gonna go ham on that. They already going ham on that movie. Merchandising through the roof, guaranteed. Oh, it hasn't. 
it hasn't opened in China yet, so oh, that probably would do something. But yeah, I mean, and then what's that one trailer? I, I really want to see that. Was it Blackburn? Oh, the Superman one. Yeah. What, the Sony. What's it called? Blackburn. Yeah. Blackburn. Yeah. I, no, I, I think it was Brightburn. I'm, I'm I'm ready. Bright. Yeah, I'm ready. For, that's what I want to see. Because <laughs> I love that type of shit. I know, to me, is like I said before. I know Zach is like, see, you niggas ain't shit. But <laughs> a lot of people, a lot of people's buzzing on it. Uh, but anyway. Uh, so yeah, Aquaman. I feel like I saw something else. Not at the movies, but can't think. I know there's a, so there's the movie on Netflix I want to watch maybe tonight. Uh, was it Sandra Bullock movie? Uh, what is Bird that? Box. Bird Box. Yeah, I do want to see that. It's like a horror type of movie. It's based on a book, uh, but they they're comparing it to a Quiet Place, but except for it's about sight or something. <laughs> so definitely want to see that one. There. Well, is, oh, go ahead. I was gonna say if we're talking movies. Uh, like we did last last time, we overlooked mentioning searching, and I'm not certain we talked about it, but I think we overlooked 1517 to Paris. That's one I haven't heard of. So you, it was until you mentioned Clint Eastwood movie or directed film. It was about three Americans who were on a train from Amsterdam, I believe, to Paris, and the guy tried to take over the train, and they dealt with him. But it turns out. All three guys were childhood friends. And it was the way Clint put this together, it it told them told the story of them meeting each other, growing up, going to college. Uh two were in the service, one wasn't, but they all said, Let's go to Germany and hang out around Europe just to get you know, catch up and all that. And they just happened to be on a train and this one guy decided <clears throat> that he was gonna just take out the train. He had this backpack on and automatic weapons and all that. And he starts shooting the train up. My guys, you know, are alert to this and they jump right in it. And it's not that they're being like macho heroes. But it's like, look, somebody's got to do something and we're here. So let's go do something about it. And they did, you know, it was excellent, you know, to- storytelling. Is this at excellent. the theaters or is this on home now? Now I caught it on Amazon streaming. I don't believe it's in the theaters. Oh, longer. okay. Like on Prime? It's, yes. Oh, well, then yeah, I'll check it out. Yeah. So he literally picked on the wrong ones. The, the guy literally picked the wrong train. Yep. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, I'll check that out. Um, another movie I want to check out. I didn't get to see it this year, but I see that you can. I think you got to buy it, but it, I might. Nah, I'm not going to buy it. I have to wait till the printer. But the movie, uh, it's called Mid 90s. What's the name of that guy? What's the the guy's name from Superbad? Kind of heavy set dude. Jonah Hill. Jonah, Jonah Hill. Hill. Yeah, he directed this movie, and it's sort of based on like somewhat, I guess, his upbringing. But it was in, in California in the mid '90s, like skater kids, and then like hip hop, but like being on the streets and stuff. And at the time when he put it out, he was there was a press run. He was really talking about it. And I really want to see it because it sounds like it's a really good movie. It's supposed to be like a real kind of gritty movie, but I do want to see that. Um, I tried to skate once. Hated it. <laughs> Whoa. Okay. Now, I didn't know what you were talking about, Aunt Pooh. Something about Cardi B, and so I clicked on... 
<laughs> She's got a new music video. Is that what you're gonna learn, is Mike? She... You're gonna learn. Yes, she does. She's Are they dude. nude in this, or what's going on? Yeah. Hey, I guess this is for the internet, so she can get away with it. Yep. Yeah, then you, then you turn the volume up. Ugh. Oh no, I don't. The volume is completely off. <laughs> That's where it needs to be. Oh. Well, listen. <laughs> I mean, she was a stripper, so she's got the assets to <laughs> around. Well, you know, I, it seems high quality. I mean, production likes. Yeah, production wise, it's it's you know Beyonce type shit or something. Yeah, but talent wise, yeah. She literally did and said the Wakanda Forever salute. I was like, oh really? I was like, wow, okay. Okay. Oh, hey, shout out to Cardi B, get her money. I'm I'm not with it, but I'm not mad at it at the same time. I know what I did want to talk about was, speaking of Wakanda, there was a controversy this week about Forever 21. Uh, they had a, uh, some sort of sweater, Black Panther sweater, and yeah. it was a white guy that was modeling the sweater and got on social media and they caught a lot of flack. And I guess they took that picture down or whatever. Uh, I get the flack. I understand why they got that. I don't agree with it, but I understand why that happens. Again, we're talking about the Internet. And you can't always win those battles against a mob of people hashtagging going in. and It goes viral. But I will say this. To my people. Listen. We don't own Black Panther. We didn't create Black Panther. The money from these merchandising is not going to black owned operated organizations or charities. It is going to Disney. <laughs> right? Mickey Mouse. They own that. They made that. They selling that. To get upset because they put a white person wearing that is foolish. Okay? They going to get the money anyway. They didn't put it out just for black people. They put it out to make money. They know that we yep. they know that we are going to gravitate toward that, and that's okay, right? But at the end of the day, we really got bigger fish to fry, and we're actually more smarter than that. So we can't be getting upset about things that we don't own and that don't benefit us anyway. Even if it's a black person modeling it, you still are not getting the money. <laughs> it's not made to benefit you other than for you to give the money so that they can give you a fictional character and they know that you are going to feel some kind of way of empowerment based on that, which on the surface I don't have an issue with, but let that just be what it is. You can't go out here and complain about something because it don't make you feel good. Like, so what? It's a real slap in the face to me that Forever 21 would actually take that down <laughs> to appease people they know ain't getting the money no way. Like that, that's the more, 
I'm not, not a sinister thing, but that's more of a backhanded statement, the way I look at things, that they would actually change it. Because they're basically saying, you know what? These niggas, <laughs> they won't give us the money if we do it this way. They wasn't getting the money anyway. Well, yeah, I know, but we want to get their dollars. Put, put the black person up there so they stop crying. We can get all the money. Okay. To me, that's more of a clown, but I get it. I understand we are identifying with the Wakanda thing. Hey, I'd do it. But we gotta, we really got to check ourselves on that. It, just, it, it, it looks crazy. Like, we don't, that ain't, that ain't it. We don't own that, man. Now, same I, way, I think, and I, Afro Nero, I thought I brought up a great point. I think he said this. If they was to have a Star Wars thing, and they st- somehow some knuckleheads start saying only white folks can wear Star Wars gear, I would be just as out like, huh? That's stupid. I mean, I'm wearing my Star Wars. I'm modeling it too. It's it's not. I don't. I ain't George Lucas. A black woman, uh, married to George, she the one gonna get the money. I mean, he don't get the. You know what I mean? Like, let her be the one. She and the family. We. Ain't, I don't, who owned, who who created Black Panther? Right, Stanley. Kirby and Lee. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you see them getting up, their estates. They they laughing. I don't know. Well, they don't probably don't get no money from it no way. But anyway, I'm done. I, I sound crazy. Go ahead. Who want, who want to say? Something? I, I think it's two different things. Uh, part of it, it's like when you know what Chris Rock said in a, in a routine years ago, after the OJ verdict, like where's my prize? No. You know, this is not about that. Now, I think a lot of the heat, though, on this particular ad, and I'm going to tread very carefully here, I don't think the heat was that it was a white guy wearing it. I think it was that particular model who, what do the young people say, looked a tad moist? Now, see, I didn't hear that. I heard they they (laughs) compared him to to Eminem. No. <laughs> That's what I heard. But even if you know, he was moist, uh, they didn't again, put a, Even if he was, so be it. I, again, I understand that. They could have put a black moist up there. I don't think they would have said that. And yes, they could have. You know, but that's why. That's what I think caught more attention. I think the hairstyle, you know, was reminiscent of Eminem. But I don't think the entire vibe was Eminem at all. I think. So you Jim, think it was an LGP? He was, you know, it was anti-LGBT. Because I, I really don't. I'm surprised they let themselves be pushed because of that. Because that's the first thing they can blow that car down. How dare you? But hey, I don't know. I, I'm dumbfounded. And Pooh, explain the generation to me, please. I can't. I can't explain it because I've been ever since they announced Black Panther. I was like, you're right. Why? Why you niggas getting so excited? That ain't us. He didn't make that. They made. They didn't make Black Black Panther to make us feel good. I mean, Stan Lee retcons it and says, "Well, you know, I wanted a black character." Stop it. You saw. <laughs> you you probably saw some data that said Negroes buy comic books. Shit, maybe we should create one and get more money out of this. I don't know that for a fact, but I'm just gonna put it out there because I mean, let's just be honest. That's why a number of those businesses back then created black themed characters. But I, I said that like you cannot accept the white man's work and creation and then be mad that they want to participate in it. You, you just can't. <laughs> <laughs> I 
just like I'm. I'm sorry to say this. Oprah didn't put out Black Panther. Tyler Perry didn't put out Black Panther. And I'm gonna go ahead and say that if Tyler Perry did put out Black Panther, oh. y'all black asses wouldn't go watch it. Mm. Keep that one thousand. Yeah, y'all would just on the Tyler Perry alone. If it said Tyler Perry's Black Panther, you hear you hear the Af- No, let me not. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tagging him on this shit too. <laughs> Time stamp. <laughs> you will hear some within the black community saying, no, we can't support that. Tyler Perry's a coon, a minstrel. He denigrates. But you know, this is black, this is a Black Panther pro- uh mm. property. He's he's empowering. Nope, nope, Tyler Perry's nope, 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 nope. Mm. So I'm saying you we went out there and I'm I'm not going to clown the people that dressed up and were really empowered by Black Panther when it came out. But you got to remember, that's white owned. And I know some people say it shouldn't matter where it comes from. Well, when you see that Forever 21, that's why it matters. Yeah, then just have the same energy when you see somebody else wearing the gear. It don't matter where it came from. Again, we ain't getting the money no way. So, yeah. And let's just put it out there. Is it really cultural appropriation or disrespectful to black people seeing a white person in that sweater when a white person made him? Nope. That's how I'm seeing. I'm like, it's how you. It's the same mentality that? that we have when we be going hard for BT and all that. We don't own BT. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. No. It's the show they made for you to make you feel good. But where does the money go? All the ad revenue, where it going? We don't own that anymore. So it's the same type of thing. We just got to get our own. I mean, again, I have nothing against Black Panther. I love it. I say dress up, cosplay to death. I love that type of stuff. But I'm not a, but at the same point, you know, if I see an advertisement for it and it's, a non-black person wearing some gear, not saying they're playing the character, but just wearing gear. I have no, why would I have any problem with that? Uh, they're taking our money. Well, hmm? Oh, we don't own, oh, fuck, I don't care. Get their money. Go ahead, Disney. I don't buy my tickets. I bought the video, so what am I complaining for? That it, oh, well, when you bought the DVD, was it at a black store? <sighs> Nigga, stop it. <laughs> just stop go you know what go create your own can you compete that's the one I love was that the captain at Afrinus can you compete so Yo, ain't nothing uh, wrong with him. ain't nothing wrong with us of picking up a pen and creating our own stuff but the problem is if you just kind of unfortunately it might be what Ampu said if it says you know Tyrone Johnson's Black Panther some of y'all off the rip. Marvels. Oh, see, what happened was, what time are you going on sale? Marvels, <laughs> Misty. Marvels, Luke Cage. Oh man, I'm gonna, I'm watching that. Yeah, man. Hey, man, it was great. Tony, Tony Johnson's super. You know, Super Malcolm. Ah, oh, man. Ah, what's that? I ain't even heard of that one. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, uh-huh. 
Let's see. Jay Z presents. Oh uh, yeah, there you go. Jay Z's <laughs> um, Image uh, Comics presents Jay Z's. Ah uh, man, you know he was drug uh, dealer. He ain't never changed. How much money did he donate to the college? <laughs> Let me stop. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just playing with y'all. Oh, anyway, um, oh, uh, let, let's talk about this big sexy. The is a new Suge Knight documentary on Showtime, uh, yes. directed by Antoine Fuqua. Yes, uh, tell us about that. What do you think about it? Well, my first reaction when I first heard about it was, we're going to see more work in the in the line of or in the realm of defiant ones but from Shogunai's perspective. And it premiered yesterday, on you know, Friday, and it it really is Shug's story through his vision and his lens, and a lot of it, <clears throat> you know, the guy is, first of all, he's smarter than people think, and give, and give him credit for, and he said a couple of things that have actually applied to me as well. So I can see where he's coming from, you talk about like the, when you're talking about the big guy coming in the room? Exactly. Yeah, yeah I kind of thought about exactly. that. Exactly. You know, and I get that shit today. Mm. You know, and so I, I can understand that. And at the same time, he really, you know, I don't say just bulldozed, but he just got his way into the business, saw that things weren't equitable, and they're not, and he did something about it. Now the steps he took, Okay. <laughs> A little bit questionable. I, I can, I can, you know, deal with that. But once he built it all up, he couldn't let that street portion go. That's what did him in. You know, because oh, I forgot who said this, but a lot of these mob movies, all these guys are trying to do one thing: go legitimate. He was legitimate. He didn't need to do that anymore. He could have stepped away. You know, let Dre do his thing, continue to make music, but he made the mistake. He made the mis same mistake that he accuses Puffy of doing. You know, because he said the line about Puffy's being all up in the videos or whatnot. <laughs> but yeah. see, now at Death Row, it was all about he's Death Row. Mm. It's not about working with Dre or Snoop or DOC. It's like you working with me. I'm Death Row. I'm the star here. Do you rap? Nope. Do you produce? Uh, that's a no too. But I'm the star. And then that's what did him in. That ego did him in. Cost him money. He didn't pay back his main investor. Mistake number one. But seeing how he talked about those relationships and you know things about Tupac, I'm like, oh, Shug, man, you you really had the keys to the kingdom, but you you blew it, man. You blew it. Yeah, it's it's actually really it's not on the level of uh, defiant ones, obviously, but uh, not even close. But it, it's good for it's a smaller type of a thing. But just to hear him talk about the stuff and actually get his side of all of this stuff, I thought was pretty fascinating. And just never really got to hear him speak speak on it, uh, which he does here, and they sort of kind of give you his story a little bit. I thought he was very interesting about his upbringing. You know, with his mom and his dad, and they were on there, and you know his time in college, and his mindset when he was playing football, and I just was like, man, this dude is very interesting, and 
you, you can understand, at least they try to make you understand why he became like so aggressive and like going for stuff. Cause when he said that story about when he was with his family and everybody ate the food and he, he went hungry cause there was no food left. And then he was like, I'm never going out like that again. Like I'm going for mine and you got to get you. And I was like, okay, I can see what, why he's like, he's so, you know, aggressive and, and, and all that. And it was pretty interesting to me because he's able to navigate a lot of these big deals. And he alludes to, you know, some strong arm <laughs> type stuff. You know, they show the whole vanilla thing, vanilla ice. But even some of the other stuff. And I was like, he's a funny dude. But, you know, he was really just doing a lot of the stuff. I would imagine most of these other cats don't have to do it that way because they can finesse the game but he can't he couldn't really finesse certain things like he's just gonna come in there yo i'm taking this or i'm coming at you aggressive so you're gonna you can't say funny shit to me this we got to do business i love how to me i actually thought he really exposed jimmy Iveen uh as somewhat of some funny on some funny shit I, that's all i'll say like what was he talking uh, with the comments about Tupac that he said Jimmy Iovine said, like after Tupac was dead, I don't think he was lying about that type of stuff. I, I get that opinion that Jimmy is like that. Like, he'd be on some Leor Cohen type shit to me. <laughs> but it is what it is. Again, I take to me, Jimmy Iovine is just as gangster as Suge Knight, in my opinion. He's just not going to get his hands dirty. You don't have to. But that's just how I read it. The stuff he said about Tupac and that Tyson fight, I thought that was one of the most honest opinions of that whole situation. And essentially, he was just basically saying, you know what? Tupac decided he was going to be on some gangbanging shit. And he made a move to do something against a true, quote unquote, blue representative of the Crips who was a certified cat. You're going to have some consequences behind your actions. So... You want to be, when you say you're going to be the best on the record, now you're going to want to, you want to be the best on the streets. He said, what did he say? When you're the best on record, you get a reward. When you become the best in the streets, you become a trophy. And he, and he ain't lying. Tupac was that trophy. Ooh. Those dudes got that trophy that night. And the way he talked about it, he's basically, Tupac made a decision. He wanted to be mainline gangster banging gang banging okay cool we gonna ride like that but you will have to that's gonna be addressed those dudes ain't gonna yeah. let you know and, and a lot of people don't want to look at it some you never really see people talk about it like that but he was just so to me it was so honest and, and that was the mistake of Tupac in my opinion right there I was, see he should have never did that because again you can't dibble and dab in that world them cats ain't playing, and they wasn't playing. They didn't even let that. It wasn't even a couple of hours later where they cashed them chips in, and it was just very interesting to hear him talk about it like that. I was like, man, that's a hell of a lie, though. That's, ooh, that, that, you think about it like, yeah, taking out Tupac, that is a hell of a trophy. Yeah, when you become of the streets, so you you you're a big superstar, and now you want to be in the streets, and you putting in work on people, then you better believe. They're going to come for you specifically because, oh, now you, okay, you want to be one of us? And they treated him accordingly. And I can't, it, it made me really think about it. I was like, man, I can't really be too sad. I'm sad about it, but this, you learn from his mistakes. He made the mistake. 
to, to jump in that. He should have just stayed on the records. Because <laughs> he, he obviously didn't even have to do that. You got all, all those other guys can do all that. But he made a choice. Uh, what was the thing he was saying too? I, I liked. Uh, I just like when he was talking about how he did stuff for people and he felt like they didn't really repay him back. You know, he was talking about Snoop. We got him out of we. I paid for his, for his lawyers and all that situation. He talked about Dre's. I paid for that, so he didn't have to go to jail. What did he say? Somebody he had to spend like five million dollars or something like that. I'm trying to remember. He spent five on his case. Oh, that's right, on his own. And he on was his own case. And he said, "I wish I, I should have just walked into that courtroom and peed on a goddamn." Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I would have still had my money though, and <laughs> I'm still doing the same time. <laughs> I, I, I was like, "Damn, you ain't," but you kind of right. <laughs> but, but, but it's one thing as you as you watch that that film, as they talk to uh, the attorney that Snoop had uh, for that case, and he turned out to be the death row attorney. Oh, David Kenner. They, they, they what? David Kenner. Kenner. It's they David. labeled him as. The death row criminal attorney. Think about that for a moment. Yeah, yeah. You got a label and you keep a criminal attorney on retainer? Something's wrong here, man. And that dude got ties to other organizations and stuff, yes. too. <laughs> yeah, I did my research on that cat. He's, he's, he's something yeah, he, he's, uh, he's connected, yes. <laughs> but it's a, it's a, you know, it's a fascinating story, I still think. And it's, I haven't finished all of it, but I watched the majority of it. And it was, it was good, man. I, I, I to me, kind of what you said, I think his downfall was when he went up on that source stage and said that. Because even in uh, Suge's own words, he was painting that him and Puffy was cool. Like, anytime Puffy would come into town, I got you, Puffy, let's ride. Anytime Suge would go out there, he was with Puffy. To me, it was like, man, they should have, they seemed like they was, you know, they was both, he said, we were both going to take over the world. And then when they showed that whole series of events at the source, and he right when he gets up there and says that, I was like, man, you, that's where you didn't, you cross over into, like you said, making it about him, and you didn't need to go at that dude. And then even I love him, Puffy just came up there and said, you know what, yeah, he was talking about me, but you know what, man, nothing but love to those guys, man. You know, da 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 da. And then of course when Tupac got in the mix. Yeah, Tupac went he hard. Was, yeah, he kids. was. Tupac was out of control. He, it's, he's, and I can understand he was a young dude, but he was just like the stuff he was pushing is ultimately downfall uh, of the situation because it's just too antagonistic, and you're dealing with people of, that ain't playing around. And of course, when he drops, then all those other shootings happen, and you know, she, what is she? I was in, I was in jail when that happened, so I don't. <laughs> I wanted to say stop, <laughs> stop it, but you know, it's a very interesting show. I saw a meme. I think I posted it in the chat a while back. <clears throat> it had a uh, Suge right after he was uh, given what was it twenty years, and it had him looking like sad as fuck. And it said, "When it's at that moment when you realize maybe you should have been all on the records, <laughs> all on <Nice>. the videos." <laughs> <laughs> I, yes. I will say, um, if you you should go listen to uh, Vlad. He has a gentleman on there, Reggie Wright Jr. Yes. Uh, this, they're still dropping the pieces of the interview, but he was the security guy for Death Row, and his his interviews are actually really good because he's talking about a lot of stuff. And he but he says uh, the reason why Shook took that deal 
was it 28 years or whatever? 22. 22. He said if he, his only other option would have been life without parole. And he said at least this way he has the option to get out when he's like in yeah. his 60s yeah. as opposed to never getting out. Well, because the thing is, he pled to voluntary manslaughter. He did not plead to a murder beef. Had it gone to trial, they would have, you know, chased mm -hmm. him on a murder beef. And let's face it, he probably would have lost. He would have got to life without possibility, yeah. 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 Mark, you do some criminal. Did you see the video where he ran over the dude? Only bits and pieces. I have not seen the entire thing. Yeah, because if you look at it, the way they came at the truck, I'm thinking like, yeah, something does look fishy about the do you so do you think he could have beat that? Well, you have to look at two things here. If he's claiming a self defense, okay, so the threat to the person claiming that has to be imminent. So people people as a group running to your car, that's not a really that's not gonna get it. Now if they run at him shooting and he starts to floor it. Hey, you got to do what you got to do. See, so yeah, yeah. That, that guy's video, there's a video on that Vlad thing where he, they talk about this. And the other, and Reggie was basically saying it probably could have been self-defense. But I guess there's a point where Suge backs up. And he, he backs up to get away from Bone, you know, the guy approaching him that had the gun. But then when he decides to go forward, it was not in self-defense, and that's when he runs over that the other gentleman. There you and go. And he was saying, if he'd have just kept this shit in reverse and just backed up and kept moving, he could have, you know. And when he got arrested, he would have said, "Hey, I was running for my life." But I guess it's saying since he actually didn't have to go forward, and, and he kind of looked like he just goes forward to say, "Man, fuck this, I'm out," and you run over somebody, and that's what he was like. That's what kind of sealed his fate for him. And, and of course, they're not giving him no favors, so he had nothing to oh, stand on, you know. No. And a lot of it is also you look at the person's, you know, prior um, record, and I believe he has an attempted murder beef on him from years earlier. Mm. And this would have and been so, his third strike too. So, and again, right there, you know, you don't want to roll the dice on the third, right? Because you roll the dice to lose, that's it. So he, he, I don't say I'm not gonna say he had to take the deal, but it was in his best interest to take the deal. You know, unfortunate for him. But like you say, he'll he'll get out eventually, though. Yeah, if he he stays alive, he will get out at one point. Yeah, this is a you know to me this whole thing is a teachable moment, man. Because God had it going on, man. It was at the top, and psh, it's yeah. all gone, man. It's too bad. And you gotta you have to look at it the fact that, and I'm not trying to crap on him at all. I'm like he was he was a football player. I don't know what education he really got. And right. at what? No, 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 no. I'm just saying because you know he was playing. He was there to play football. He wasn't there to get an education. Let's keep it one thousand. And he was damn near probably had one of the most uh, profitable record labels at the time. And yeah, he, what does he have to show for it? What does he have to show for it? Nothing. He had Snoop and Tupac and Dre, and then he had Daz that that, that also can make beats. And what does he have to show for it? Now, see, I think he went sideways initially, even before he, you know, had a disagreement with Dre. I think he should have made sure his investor was taken care of. Oh, the Harry O thing. Yeah, Harry should have been taken care of immediately, and 
you know, paid and paid in full and kept it moving. Because that's what really did him in. Yeah, I think, yeah, I mean, he's, you know, unfortunately, he kind of did what a lot of people do that try to, like, edge out people that was probably there to start. I think even uh, Dick Griffey had, there was some issues about him getting proper money. There was some interview, maybe I was listening to the Quest thing and they were talking to Snoop and I, and he was, and he said it was like Dick Griffey was the one. Yeah, Dick Griffey had got Snoop and all those guys in the apartment, and he was the one footing the bill early on. I, didn't, I did not and, know and that. that. Yeah. So, I, and I, I think it's that Welcome to Death Row documentary. You can get the opinion. Dick Griffey was sort of insinuating, like I really was a partner in this, but you can, you know, they've sort of tried to move me out of it. But you got to make you. You kind of got to wonder. Well, then why were they all at his studio recording? <laughs> like if he. If he wasn't a part of it, you know what I mean? Like, they didn't really have money. So, but, you know, it is what it is. But that's the thing a lot of people do to try to push people out and change the narrative so you got to pay people. Got greedy. You know, yeah. Say. Got greedy. Got greedy, whatever. I mean, there's enough money for everybody. Just, you know, do your thing, man. But, uh, yeah. Very, very, pretty good. And then, of course, he made, made also the, uh, the other cardinal mistake of. Too many non-essential people in the building, man. Too many Klingons. Yeah, you know, I don't, yeah. Y'all don't need this. Uh, going back to the thing yesterday, when they talked to Vanilla Ice about, you know, the whole Sugar mm-hmm. Knight thing, one thing Ice said kind of, kind of stuck with me. And now, now again, <clears throat> this was his first song, and he's all, "Yeah, and, uh, you know, I'm there with my security and my posse." What? Who are you, man? All, you, you have to pay these people. You know, and again, Hammer, glaring example. You don't need all the yes-men on the payroll. That's going to be a problem because those are potential liabilities that you don't need. Right. All righty. Um, let's see. What else we got? Get into here. Donate to that college. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, I know uh, one thing uh, I will say this depending on when you listen to this this is being recorded on the 22nd and uh, for all my comic book heads you know my digital comic book heads uh, Comixology and on in or on you can buy these on uh, Amazon as well they're doing like a super DC sale right now um, pretty much a lot of their trades are on like $4.99 um, and with that said I ended up picking up Batman White Knight Man, this is a great book. Uh, I've not finished it, but the premise of it is, you know, Joker and Batman always going at it. And uh, they're having this one fight or whatever. And Joker is just, you know, it's like, yo, Batman, the only reason you, you know, we exist is to fight each other and, you know, try and make you better. And I'm your biggest, you know, without me, you know, the whole thing. We got to, we always got to have each other. And Batman's like, man, I don't want to hear that. You know, you're nobody to me. Don't ever think you mean something, you know, I'll, you know, I could take you out anytime. I don't, you know, I'm not doing this as some sort of relationship with you. And Joker gets so upset. He's just like, oh, you know what? I've always been going easy on you. You know, I just wanted to, I didn't, I could have took you out a long time ago. You know what I'm saying? But I just wanted to give you something to do. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> I was just playing. But he said, you know what? I'm going to destroy you now. You know, I'm going <laughs> yeah, to be a better for this city than you are, family. And he ends up taking these drugs that essentially 
calm him down so he stops being crazy like the Joker and he just becomes Jack Napier, like the regular person. And he gets arrested or whatever. And I think it was he's getting his ass beat on camera by Batman and everybody's filming it and stuff. And the police are standing around. And so he uses that to say, you know what, Batman is abusive. You know what I'm saying? And, and the police just let him do this. I'm not a bad guy. And it also plays, it slyly plays into almost like a Black Lives Matter type of thing that's kind of going on in the city where the inner city people feel like Batman only comes and tears up shit in their area, but he ain't, so, you know, he's just chasing these criminals here. He ain't really improving the place. And the police is coming down, you know, the GCP, uh, Gotham City is already a corrupt police force, blah, blah, blah. So the Joker actually gets himself together and gets on social media and on TV and essentially argues the point that, you know, this city is corrupt. It's for the it's all about the elites and the elites allow Batman to bully people and to beat people down. And didn't you see that video when he was beating the shit out of me? You know, they don't have no charges on me. And then he basically explains how this whole system is created, like Arkham and there's like this police fund that they just making all this stuff so that the rich folks can get paid off of Batman and all the destruction that he does. And the police force is corrupt. There's no real justice. Uh, the people are getting fucked over. And then he's basically saying, look at all the billions of dollars that's being generated to help uh, repair the city because of Batman. But who owns all those contracts? And he even ties it to the mayor. So it was just he frames all this all this corruption and he basically like I'm gonna be like I'm gonna be the guy that you should, you know, galvanize under so that we can take this city back. And it's a pretty interesting uh way that he's going about it and it putting Batman on the on the ropes because he just looks like he's some sadistic crazy dude on the streets. The police is backing him. They're corrupt. You know, the elite is making money on it. And then he even plays to the black people, you know, he's like, yo, you guys are the only ones who have my back. You know, I want to change this for you guys. I'm just like you. You know, we need to galvanize and take this city back. It's, it's, pretty, it's pretty interesting, man. It's really good. And of course, you know, you got Robin and Barbara Gordon and all these other people, but it's actually a really good, I could see it being like a movie or something. It would not be your stereotypical, you know, fighting the bad guys type of thing, but it would, it would definitely get some people triggered <laughs> just the way Joker's playing it and you know and how they have to force this Batman to he can't just be beating everybody's ass because he then he's being exactly what they say and he got Gordon questioning him too like yo man I can't back this you, you know you you're not doing it the right way and he's exposing everything and it, it's, it's really good man it's like I, I consider it a new classic and I don't say that lightly but it's a really good book. White White Knight. Batman. You should definitely check it out. Some good shit, man. Interesting. <clears throat> Interesting. Yeah. Because I picked up a couple of uh, omnibuses. Omnibuying? <laughs> Whatever. Recently, and one of them is the JL Justice League International run okay. from Giffen and DeMatteis back in the late or early 90s. And in order to know what's happening there, there's a trade paperback of a miniseries called Legends that John Byrne did, 
And that is not in the, in the omnibus, and it's not big enough to warrant an omnibus. So I need to pick that trade up. Okay. Yeah, I, I ended up getting um, Injustice Year 2 Complete Edition, 499, Year 3 completed. And I'm going to go pick up some, uh, I think I'm going to just get the whole Batman, the new one. What's his name, Tom King or something like that? Tom King is doing the work. Yeah, I'm going to just grab all those trades. You know what I'm saying? Stockpile them and read them later. Yeah, because that guy, whew, his Batman is on point. Oh, I read the Killmonger, at least issue two. It was pretty interesting. Did you, did you King read that? Kingpin. Kingpin. Yeah. They about to get his ass. I'm curious about to get to it in now. How they going to do it? Shows up. <laughs> 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 Isn't he? Well, spoiling, fuck it. Well, he's coming across uh, Bullseye at the end. Uh, now we got a problem now because Bullseye, you trying to take my gig? Yeah, no, yeah. hell no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm curious to see how that's gonna go. <laughs> but uh, if this guy, because Bullseye is not that dude, man. Nah. <laughs> but at the same time, Bullseye still has not taken out Murdoch. That's true. You know, for being all all that you know, death and dismemberment, he ain't got rid of Murdoch yet. He's taking some ass whoopings, but he's never gotten rid of him. Oh, I know. I wanted to also bring this up. It's on Netflix. It's a new anime that just came out, I guess. I just saw it the other day. It's called Baki. B-A-K-I. And normally, Baki? What? Yeah, normally I don't even pay. I love anime, but a lot of the stuff I just can't get into. But this one is cold. I, I'm, I'm all into I haven't already watched like five episodes. Oh, shit. Uh, it's essentially, it is this kid. I guess he's like 17 years old, yoked out. He's apparently like the best fighter or something. I, I can tell that there's probably stories before where this picks up, but this is where it picks up. Anyway, he's just super yoked out, and then it just goes to these um, guys on these these criminals. They're uh, convicts. There's like five different convicts all in different prisons and they all break out of prison like through the most brutal fighting. Like these guys are all like, they'll probably just kill you by like, I don't know, in the most easiest way. They're super strong and they seem like they got powers or something. I don't know, but they're so bloody. They're just breaking out of prison and they're all, they all keep saying, I want a taste of defeat. I'm going to Tokyo. So all of these guys make their way to Tokyo and they have like this secret, you know, fighters type place or something where the underground fighting happens. But essentially they all come to Tokyo, I guess, to fight this kid or something. It's, it's kind of hard to keep up a little bit because it's, it's, you can tell they're just, they assume you know about this. I don't know why it's like that, but they get to Tokyo. The kid seems to not really he seems so aloof about everything. You can tell he uh, excels in sports, but it's like he doesn't even understand why he does. Like there's a point where they're at the gym class and he is like uh, doing bench press. Like he'll do like 50 in 10 seconds. And everyone's like, what the hell? And the coach was, it went so fast, the coach didn't even see it. And he's like, you didn't even do nothing. And he's like, I just did. <laughs> and then they like have him run some sprints. And he literally like beats the world record by a mar way margin. It's just crazy. Like he's obviously super yoked. So it comes to the point where this old 
Asian dude who runs the underground fights, he knows that these killer dudes are coming. And then he's trying to get that kid and these other dudes. And I guess his goal is to have them do a fight. But what ends up happening is they end up meeting at this restaurant or something. And essentially it's like we got these five killer inmate dudes. They all have their own special kind of powers and styles of fight. And then I got these other five badass people in this kid. And it basically is like, y'all going to fight, but it's not going to be in the ring. They like basically a real fighter should just be on site anywhere. Ain't no rules. It's just pop. It, it, if it pops off and pull up, it don't matter where you're at. And so they just agree to that. And they're like, yeah, it's going to go down whenever and ain't no rules. And I'm like, what is going on? But it is so crazy because they dudes just run up on people on the street and they get it popping, but cats is getting their arms ripped off. It's, it's over the top, but it's badass, man. I'm like, it's funny as hell, too, but it's it's just crazy. I ain't never seen nothing like it, man. I don't know if this is a genre or something. I don't know who told Netflix to put this on because it's dark as hell, but it's badass, man. I'm loving it. It's B-A-K-I. Is it subtitled? Dumb? No, no, it's How in it? English. It, oh, it's in English. I, and it was on, for me, it was like on the front page. I don't know if because they know I like anime or something, but it just came out. It's hilarious, man. All right. <laughs> All right. These so cats are crazy. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Netflix, Netflix got some shit on there, man. Well, speaking oh. of Netflix, I've been seeing this series, I want to say for the past three or four months, and I finally decided to check it out. It's called uh, Slasher. I think they uh two seasons, uh 2016, 2017. And it, it, it's kind of slow. What happens is um it's a Halloween, I want to say like 20, 25 years ago. Um, this dude in this mask comes up to this house, uh, kills I'm gonna get into spoilers because this this isn't the main story. Kills the the husband and wife. The wife was pregnant, kills their best friend. The baby survives. And like it's 25 years later, she decides to go back to that town because I guess she has unanswered questions because, you know, the killer is still alive. And you want to find out why would you do that? So in this small town, there's this other stuff that's going on. And I think it was episode eight. It was just wow, because you know, I'm halfway paying, paying attention, watching my baby girl working. But I saw this this teenage girl. Um, she was at, at uh, it was at night and she gets a ride home from the sheriff. And they did a flat, and then they did a flash forward. Sorry about that. He's looking for this uh, this missing girl. So they flash back. He gave her a ride home, takes her someplace else, raped her, and we come to find out that this dude is married, and then has a sex slave in his basement with oh, with a yeah with a four year old. So he oh what you whoa. watching, B? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. You, you gotta watch because I'm just uh, like I'm just like what the heck? I mean, you want some spit on your grave territory? <laughs> I mean, it, it wasn't nowhere near as um, as explicit as that or anything. But I'm just like four so, year old he, sex slave. Is that what I? No, 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 no. The, the teenage girl. I think she was. I think she was 18. Maybe she was 18. Uh, okay, I was about so to say. He, he raped her and then took her back to the house and she he just had her held her captive and then she ended up having the, his son. Mind you, he's married and got the wife upstairs. And I'm just like, what the f and out in the, the whole while got everybody working the case trying to find a missing girl. She's in his basement. This is called so, Slasher. 
Yeah, you got to watch that episode. That episode was just trippy as hell. I'm on episode, I think I'm on episode uh, number 10, where uh, uh, the, the girl came back to the town. Her husband, she finds out, he started, he started this website that was following the killings. And then he ended up finding her, trying to interview her. And they got married, and now she find out about it. And they think he's the killer. It's, it's trippy as hell. Yeah, I got to check this out. Yeah, you, you watch it. It's, it's pretty good. Pretty good, but that ep- I'm just saying you got to watch that episode because it was just on some whole other. Sh- it was I think it had to been on. I remember in Ohio the guy that kidnapped them girls and had them there for like uh, five two years. Yeah, brother so found them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'm gonna check this out. It's only eight episodes. Is that right? Oh uh, yeah, I, I thought it was no more than that. Yeah. So maybe it's episode five, but you, you'll see when you come across it, you'll see and you'll be like, oh, it's the one I was talking about. That dude was just, it's wild. <laughs> Sounds like it. Okay. All right. Yeah, definitely check that out. Um, Man, I don't know. I guess that's about, uh, that's about all I got. Anybody got anything, got, got anything else you want to chop it up before we wrap it up? I kind of wanted to address that, um, uh, uh, Dr. Umoist. Um- <laughs> Dr. Umoist, what happened? You know, he, uh, so a couple of weeks ago, Tyler Perry, it came out, he didn't put it out there, it came out that he went to a random Walmart in Atlanta. Actually, I think it was a couple of Walmarts he went to, and he found out, you know, he's like, hey, let me know all the layaway, and he paid them off. I guess he was just doing, you know, his Christmas day. And I'm just like, oh, wow, that's that's kind of cool. That's, that's cool. That's cool. That's cool thing he did. But man got the money, he gonna, you know, take care of the community where he, where he sees. Well, apparently, you know, the Hotep Nation, they didn't like it, because it was like, wait a minute, so you went out there and gave the white man day money for these layaways when you could have put that money and invested it in his bank or invested it in his school or built businesses. And I'm just like, damn, really, dude? You really gonna just uh, crap on that man for doing something for some black people? And he, he just went on and on about that. And I'm just like... I look at it as we don't know every move that Tyler Perry makes, whatever, with, with philanthropic things that he does. He has the Tyler Perry Foundation, which I've done some research in and I've seen some of the things that he, uh, his, uh, the charity works with and donates money to. A number of them are black. But even on top of that, Tyler Perry has been in this game since, what, 2001? And he's employed, I would say, hundreds, if not thousands, if not tens of thousands of black people through the work that he does, not only in, on stage, but in film. People crap on his on uh, his film, said it pretty ter- stereotypical, said his television shows are bad. I used to be, I used to shit on him, you know, just right along with Spike. But after a while, it's just coming, it got to the point where it's like, well, he's out there doing the work. And, he's, and then regardless of you thinking of the quality of his films, He's putting it out there. He's making money. He's employing black people. So I just, to me, I just wanted to address that. I just think this is a messed up thing to come at him, especially when you are ignorant of the knowledge of what Tyler Perry is actually doing for the community. This got publicity. And, you know, Walmart's the devil. A lot of people can say that. But at the end of the day, he wasn't doing it. To, yes, he enriched Walmart. But he wasn't. that was a side effect of him doing something for these black families that clearly 
I'm not going to totally shit on their financial situation, but if you on layaway, your money ain't that great. And he helped them out. I don't know how y'all feel about it. No, I agree completely. Anytime someone does something of a philanthropic nature for a, such a large group of people, you know, I mean, don't get it wrong. What, like half a million or some ridiculous number? Yes, 500,000, yeah. You know, I think it was 520. And that's a lot of lot of presents and whatnot, a lot of layaways to clear out for people. And again, nobody nobody asked him to do it. Nobody guilt-tripped. He's, he just woke up and said, you know what, let me go do this. And he did it. You know, now, as far as Mr. Umar is concerned, you know, I looked him up a little bit, too, and he needs to look at his own closet first. You know, there have been reports about him being decertified, losing his license as a therapist, where he lives in Pennsylvania, you know, and whatever his end goal is, he ought to just concentrate on that and leave Tyler and other people alone because they are where he wants to be. And shitting on them is not going to get him where he wants to be. It's petty. It's weak. It's, it's just bullshit. Yeah, I mean, listen, there, there's people who do things. There's people who talk about people who do things. There's That's a right. reason why Tyler Perry has his own studio and has a body of work that he created. There's a reason why Umar doesn't have his school. Uh, There's a reason why Tyler is liquid enough to do that. Yeah, I mean, just what, what another man does with his money, and then you comment on how they spend their money, you know, that I ain't got to say no more. So. <laughs> I mean, hey, the great ones do stuff. Ain't worried about what you think about it. They're going to do it anyway. You'd be best to follow that example. Maybe you might have a body of work and or an industry unto yourself that you can talk about and inspire other people. But somebody want to help out families, I ain't got no problem with that. Exactly. Are you going to do it? (laughs) (laughs) Are you going to talk about it? That's all it is. You know, it's like you know, like the, in the words of the great Dusty Rhodes, "Let's stop talking about it, baby. Let's go do something about it." And <laughs> some people do something about it. Some people talk about it. That's it. So, got to give them something to talk about, I guess. So, keep doing your thing, Tyler Perry, because I obviously he understands the the blueprint. Uh, he the one made it. So. I don't really, I don't know. What, Entirely, you, got, you know, again, quality or, you know, opinions of his work notwithstanding, because everything is subjective. Guy keeps moving, though. Guy keeps it moving, yeah. and the work ethic is no joke with him. Yeah, we've all done something questionable. Oh, he's just coon work. Okay, was all of it coon work? Um, and, and at the end of the day, what, what do you have to show for yours? Exactly. I mean, what is what are you gonna get from blasting him? Not gonna ain't gonna stop nothing. What he doing? He's still doing his thing. He giving out opportunities. So are you giving out? Another question: Are you giving out opportunities? Are you bankrolling black families? It's a simple question. No. If you're not, then you're a talker. He, He making opportunities for people. He needs to get his license in order first. You know, you you need that to do what he wants to do. And if that's not in order, then that's a problem. 
It's the go, I'm, I'm gonna go back to the school thing for a second. <laughs> what that's what he want to do with his money? Are you making opportunities for other people and in bankrolling institutions? No. Okay. Well, you still have more work to do. Then you can get in that position where you can question your peers on what they do. But when you're not even in that space where you can say, yo, I bankroll this and that and the third, you still have more work to do, to do so that you can get in a position to be able to chop it up on their level. Otherwise, you're just, you know, bottom totem pole throwing pieces of rice <laughs> at the guy on top and, and what you throwing ain't even reaching up there. They don't know you exist. You're wasting, so you're wasting your time, right? So when you're wasting your time and you've grown, that's when you got to do an internal conversation with yourself and say, what, what is this changing? Nothing. It's, it's changing my time. I'm wasting my time. I'm trying to get the attention of the, the big rat up at the top, but I'm still down here with the roaches. <laughs> so what am I doing? <laughs> you have to really ask your question. Why are you down here with the roaches trying to get the big rat's attention. He don't even see you. He's over there eating the next piece of trash can down. You can't even get out the trash can you in. He in the third or fourth one down the road. So you got to focus on your stuff first. You giving commentary on things about other people's finances. They don't even, I mean, unless you're teaching teachable moments, in these situations, I could see that. But if, if all you're doing is, just, well, how come he don't? Okay, what are you teaching here? Oh, we got to support our people. Okay. First show. I got it. Now go do it. So, ah, anyway. Man. I'm holding it in. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was like, my man Ice-T said, what did he say? Uh, talk, get money, then talk shit. Exactly. <laughs> give you something. Mm -hmm. Get your platform and something to stand on. Then you can tell me. Yeah, you can you can talk that talk, but you gotta have to you gotta be in a position where you, you got some influence. So I understand. What, so I can see what you're talking about. It's like, oh, you got a plan then? Okay, what is, I I see it. I see what you're talking about. But if you don't have that, you just run in your mouth, man. Like, eh, okay, I can do that. <laughs> Shit. Show, nigga, show me something. <laughs> Tyler Perry got a studio. Think about that. He owns a studio. Owns a studio. That's like some <clears throat> well Prince, man, he don't be doing a okay. Well, so I can <sighs> drive I can drive down there and say I see a body of work. I see his influence. And he got a physical manifestation of a building that creates stuff. Create more stuff for you to talk about. What you got? Well, we I'm not going to say it. We got a website. Oh, okay. <laughs> Shit, I got one too. And then, then if they're really low level, they're like, man, I got bitches. Right, 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 right. right. <laughs> okay. So, right. Are you supporting all of them? Well, no, nah, man. They support me. That, that, say no more. <laughs> say no more. <laughs> I hear you. I decided to look up box office bojo uh, for T Tyler Perry. His film has grossed nine hundred and thirty nine million. Damn! Wow. Since two thousand 
I mean, that's not even his TV shows either, right? I mean, I listen, Tyler is Tyler, man. We can talk about the quality of his works and all that. It's a Billy. But at the end of the day, man, he did the damn thing. He got something. Damn near you can, a billion dollars he did the damn yeah, thing. He got something you can talk about. Most people don't have something to talk about. So get money, then talk shit. Get you some, you know, you know. As much as I want to crap on it, that man filmed Boo and Medea Halloween in seven days. Yeah, I remember Put that, that out, what, six months later and made $73 million. Now, I understand he, at that point, that was, he didn't been in the game 10 years at that point, but, and I, I don't want to do this, but I'm going to go ahead and say it. There's brothers that's been in the game far longer that ain't got that success. That shit on him. <laughs> I mean, hey, man, I can, and I can get it, you know, the, the movie might be trash and it's not a third, then you go do better, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, you go do better, and then you teach a class on how we can make better movies and how we can get financing and make our own opportunities. But until that, then, you know, until that point, I, I hear you talking. <laughs> you ain't showing that me nothing. Made, that movie made $73 million. Bottom line is a lot of people found it entertaining. That's it. Yeah, man. And I mean, That's you know. Listen, I hate to harp. Listen, go on YouTube. You can look up, I don't know, urban TV series, a web series. There are a lot of unknown cats who got TV series with seasons under their belt on YouTube doing it themselves. So there's really no excuse for anybody talking about they can't do. These cats probably ain't even been doing this for more than two or three years. They got seasons of of a program. <laughs> oh, well, they're just doing who is the I don't care. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. It's a genre. They have a body of work, and they got thousands, thousands of people that watch it and care and are entertained. So there's no excuses. I like how you put that. No excuses. Either do it or shut up. You know, a lot of the cats on YouTube, I have not heard of, but they're doing the work. Think about what you said there, Mike. These, these, these people have seasons of work that they did, financed, arranged, put together themselves. And it's out there, and it's shot nicely and all that. And you could take any one of those, and you never know. It could go from awkward black girl to HBO insecure. You don't know. You gotta have that passion, and you gotta do the work. But a lot, of, a lot of times, a lot of people, I'm going back to what we said earlier, can talk about it, you know, have that first little disappointment, and then quit. But yet they still run their mouth. Fuck them. Yeah, man. I mean, and it may not be shot well. It could be on, but again, that's not the point. It's the that's point. not the point. It's you, out there. You you learn as you keep going, and yeah, you mentioned those people. But there's, again, there's a lot of people that aren't even on that level of success, but they're still doing it. You know, I always shout out Money and Violence. You know, that cat, those cats out of New York, they shot that shit in the streets, uh, put it on YouTube, uh, got a deal with Lionsgate, I believe it is. There you go. Pulled it off YouTube. Now it's sitting on all streaming services, stamped by Lionsgate. It's the exact same show they shot with the little one camera, you know, 
just you know niggas talking crazy and little gang story or whatever but it's out there they, you know what i mean they did it themselves and you have to tip their hat to, to cats like that and they didn't they didn't have no prior experience and they ain't in the game and all that they just did it man so there's no excuses you can do it will you be on tyler perry's level maybe not but you'll be on some level if you have a body or work and there's no gatekeepers so i don't really hey man and shout out to the original do we talking about umar i mean he's you know he's doing he's be traveling around i see you know he's he almost some clowns and stuff too but he don't need no gatekeeper and yeah i know he's just mad because he don't have the money for his school he's probably like how come the niggas won't give me the money Give. See how you carry Damn. how you carry yourself out there. You know, it speaks speaks volumes. And somebody gonna give you millions of dollars, and you ca- and you kind of clowning and acting a fool. Ain't nobody gonna give you nothing. <laughs> you better go out there and hustle like everybody else. You know, owning a school and answer the phone on a real phone call, not the clowning. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> Owning a school is like owning any other business. You got to go out there and make it work. You got to get your student body up. You got to get your resources up. Got to get this thing happening. That simple. Yep, yep. All right, man. We're going we're gonna to wrap this up. It's just turning into an old man's talking. Let me tell you kids something. Don't you ever <laughs> <laughs> Um. Listen. We and uh, I can't even talk. Thank you for listening to us. We're not going to do all the way you can find us. You know where to find us. Uh, have a happy new year. Uh, we're going into 2019. Uh, I'm, I'm I made a, a pledge to myself to really push doing some video stuff like on uh, Instagram and on, on uh, YouTube. I'm gonna just start using my phone. I can always go, oh, I gotta get this camera. I have the camera, right? I just don't use it. But I have a 4K goddamn phone and I see all these cats Damn. making videos. All you need is your phone. So I'm like, you know what? Let me just start putting it down. I'm gonna just hit record and upload. It's as simple as that. So I'm gonna push myself to push it out there more often and really get this thing popping. Uh, if you're doing your thing, definitely push yourself. Listen, the Work It Like a Job podcast is coming, baby. We got two in the can and some good stuff. We got some 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 good good people on there giving up some good game and sharing their story of how they did it. So look out for that. It's coming. Uh, shout out to Big Sexy Aunt Pooh. We'll see you next time. Peace.